Hare Krishna. Well, here we are. Um, we, I'd like to welcome everybody to this event, which is a celebration of Lord Narasingha's appearance day. And also we're going to perform two initiations, one for Tyler, who, as we say in ISKCON, is the male-bodied devotee there on the screen from Scotland, and um, Rajapriya. He has a, his wife, Rajapriya. Come and say hello. <laughs> Rajapriya is from Russia. And, um, and Solange, the Brazil. Solange is from Brazil, but she has lived for many years, Dantiani, in Italy. So they're going to be initiated. So I, I will begin by uh, talking about the uh, celebration of this day 49 years ago in Los Angeles. That's a long time ago, I mean, relatively speaking. So um, in May of 1972, I asked Prabhupada, if I could take sannyas, and he agreed, and I have to give a lot of credit to my wife at that time, Ananga Manjari, uh, who was still an excellent devotee, and, and actually it was by her Krishna consciousness that I took sannyas, because if she had not agreed, uh, I would have not taken sannyas. So really, I owe her a uh, eternal debt of gratitude, because it was by her Krishna consciousness that I, I was able to uh, take sannyas. So um, at that ceremony, uh, it was in the old Los Angeles temple room, which was very beautiful and designed by Prabhupada, in which Prabhupada told, told them not to change that temple room, but uh, the leaders then did change it to where it is now. But it was a very beautiful temple room designed by Prabhupada. Uh, it had white tiles on the floor. The walls were yellow. There were satin green curtains. One second, someone's knocking at the door. I'm sorry, I'm in a hotel. Okay. We're going to be testing the, uh, some of the parts of the fire alarm system. So. is testing the fire alarm, which all of you should uh, remember for the rest of your lives. So anyway, um, so the temple room had yellow walls, satin green curtains. The, uh, the altar was very beautiful. And again, this was all designed by Prabhupada. And uh, the altar had uh, also white tile. And it was a low altar, actually. It was much lower than the present altars. And uh, it was white. I believe it was white marble. And uh, it, it was not very high. It was not a very high altar. And they, there were red curtains, red velvet curtains uh, in, in, in to close, you know, to... to uh, in front of the deities, red velvet curtains. 
So probably personally, it was, it was beautiful. It was, those were such wonderful times. I remember in, uh, in 1970, Prabhupada called me to come to him. He heard about how I was preaching. That's when he said, I want to see him, give him special instructions. So in those days, that, that, that was when the, they had just finished the temple. The temple literally had been opened, that new temple in Watsika for about probably a few weeks not more than a month. And every morning, I remember Bhavananda, every morning on his hands and knees would clean the temple room floor every morning. It was it was spotless. And um, so it was in that temple room, which they later, against Prabhupada's will, converted into a uh, museum, the, so the fate museum. So it was in that temple room that we went to take sannyas. And... Uh, a fire sacrifice had been set up right in front of Prabhupada's Vyasasana. Prabhupada's Vyasasana in the present Los Angeles temple room, there's, let's say, if you're facing the deities, Prabhupada's Vyasasana is to the left. But in this temple designed by Prabhupada, his Vyasasana uh, was in the back of the temple room facing the deities. And so right in, Prabhupada, right in front of Prabhupada's Vyasasana uh, was... Um, the fire sacrifice, Prabhupada, it was not as elaborate as nowadays. Prabhupada liked to keep the rituals very simple. And there are some devotees in this con who like to do it as elaborately as possible. And if, probably if they could do a fire sacrifice that went on for five years, they would probably do it. But actually, when Prabhupada was here, uh, he just wanted it, of course, beautiful, proper, but simple, very simple and, and quick. And so... Um, I took sannyas with three other leaders who were Rupanuga, uh, Satsurupa, and Bali Mardan. So, uh, and then Kirtananda Swami was in Los Angeles at the time, and Prabhupada asked him to do the fire sacrifice. So, when we went in for the morning program, of course, every day, you know, Prabhupada came in, we all greeted the deities. And then when Prabhupada went back to his Vyasasana, normally he would sing Radha Madhava. But uh, on this day, it's very interesting. Instead of singing Radha Madhava, he sang Bhaja Huremana. And uh, Bhaja Huremana. And in my heart, I felt that I understood why he was doing that. Because in that song, Govinda Das, the, the author of the song, says to the people who are hearing the song, do you think there's any pleasure in this material life? There's no pleasure in, in material life. And so how it's so temporary, like Kamala, Jala, Dala, Jivana, Talamala, it's like a little drop of water on a lotus leaf that Prabhupada said can slide off at any moment. So I understood, it seemed clear to me, that Prabhupada was singing the song for his spiritual sons who are taking sannyas and telling them, don't ever doubt what you have done. Don't ever think there is actual happiness on the material platform. And that's what I felt in my heart, that my spiritual father, Srila Prabhupada, was singing the song for us to encourage and teach us to be strict in our, in our Krishna consciousness and our vows. And I remember one other incident as, 
you know, I don't often tell like mystical stories. I'm sort of more on the rational side, but I do have my mystical experiences. And so I remember on that morning, something very amazing happened. I remember Prabhupada was singing. I don't know if we have recording of it. It's just, you know, that was pre-digital. You know, nowadays there would have been 500 devotees with their phones up, you know, filming it. But but um, as Prabhupada sang that song, it was so spiritually powerful. It was so potent that I actually, it seemed as if the temple room itself, I mean the physical room, not the people in the room, it seemed like the temple room itself was like dancing to Prabhupada's singing. And of course, it, it was, I remember that Prabhupada singing, it, it was so potent, it was so spiritually powerful, his singing, that it actually seemed that the building itself was dancing. And I remember I was, I think, standing in the back of the temple room, and I was actually the back, actually in the front. I was standing maybe to the side of the deities and then and watching Prabhupada, and it was uh, it was an amazing experience because Prabhupada's singing was so spiritually powerful. And uh, so after that, we all, the four of us sat down. There are pictures of that. And uh, Prabhupada asked Kirtananda to give a talk at the sacrifice, which I unfortunately don't remember really. I remember being a little disappointed, you know, that Prabhupada wasn't speaking. But anyway, so, so he gave the talk. And then I think it was at that point in the ceremony that uh, some devotees came to us and they brought us uh, literally like a tray with sannyas clothes on them. And um, so literally I was given sannyas on a platter. So there were, <laughs> so there were these, they brought us our sannyas clothes on this tray and then we went through the back door there <coughs> into another room and we changed into our sannyas dress. And then we came out and of course people were cheering and uh, and then uh, they we were handed these dundas. My, my first dunda is also an interesting story because I, some of you already know this, I had to make a dunda which is made of four thin pieces of bamboo, of course, if you have four thick pieces of bamboo and you have a big hand like the Incredible Hulk, then that's also okay. But for normal human beings, it has to be very thin bamboo. So four pieces of bamboo and uh, and then that little sort of like that little crescent, that little half moon on the top of the dunda is made from eucalyptus for some reason. And so the devotees told me they would take me to a place where I could get the bamboo for the danda. I guess in those days, you know, we go, you know, cut our own bamboo. So they, the place they took me to, to make my first danda was my high school uh, athletic field. And so I thought, 
boy, uh, this is unmistakable irony. That uh, so I made my first dunda with bamboo from my high school athletic field. So I thought, well, out with the old, in with the new. Because my high school is just uh, it's very close to the LA Temple. So uh, actually, the dandas were placed, leaned against Prabhupada's Vyasasana, and then one by one, we were called, we went up to Prabhupada, and he handed us the danda. And uh, yeah, 49 years ago, he handed us the danda. And that was it. And of course, for the temple, it was it was great jubilation. It was actually, it was almost like, well, how should I put it? Yeah, in those, in 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 one in one ceremony, the number of Iskand sannyasis almost doubled, because the 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 only other sannyasis, Kirtananda, taken sannyas. And he was there, and, and of course he was in good standing, although he was there. And then uh, Tamal Krishna. Tamal Krishna was the first Grihastha to take sannyas, which of course in some ways is quite subversive. So he was the first Grihastha to take sannyas, and that's what kind of got me thinking, like, I didn't even know this is possible. And then I think Trivikram might have been a sannyasi. So... So the, the the number of sannyasis in all of ISKCON more than doubled at that ceremony. So it was it was a big thing for ISKCON. And uh, then we were told afterwards that to celebrate the event, devotees were all going on Harinam. And they had these big, like almost like bread trucks, like these huge trucks where you stand up to drive. And... and uh, so I was standing sort of in the front and, uh, you know, preaching to everyone. And always oh, really excited. They really wanted to hear. But then we, we went to do Harinam in Long Beach, Long Beach, California. Long Beach is, it's just adjacent to Los Angeles. It's down by the harbor, San Pedro, Long Beach. That's where the Los Angeles Harbor is. And it was a very sunny, it was May. And it was, it was kind of a really sunny day. And in those days, you know, we were young. I was 23 years old, and we had very little knowledge of or concern about taking care of your body. You know, kind of 23-year-olds. I took sannyas several years before my brain fully developed. Because, you know, according to science, according to neurology, uh, it's not a man, you know, not until he's like 28, 29, 30, that his brain really fully matures. So I was like five, six, seven years away from that, but I was a sannyasi in ISKCON, enthusiastic, if not, you know, completely lucid. So anyway, so we went, we did Harinam. We did Harinam in um, in Long Beach, and I had no hat, you know, it's just because you don't need a hat when you're a sannyasi. And so um, I got sunstroke. <laughs> I was... We were chanting down there, and then on the way back, I was so I felt so nauseated that it was almost unbearable. And but you know, but I had to be the tough guy, Goswami for all the devotees. They're all looking up at me. 
So, you know, I had to, yeah, sure, I'm all right. Hurry, Krishna. You know, meanwhile, inside, I was like, <laughs> I was almost fainting. So, you know, so then we went, and then we got back, we went up to see Prabhupada, and, and actually, it was then that, that Prabhupada said to me, you could see Prabhupada's mood when we went up to see him was um, very much like a spiritual father. And uh, we were there sitting in front of him. I was with, I think I went with Satrup. I don't know if all four of us were there. And Prabhupada's mood was kind of like, okay, I gave you this big position. Now you all have all this prestige. So what are you going to do? You're just going to sit around and eat Mahaprasadam or, you know, what are you going to do with it? And that was kind of, I mean, he didn't say exactly those words. But that was definitely his mood. And so he wanted to know, what's your program? What are you going to do? And uh, I don't know, one thing he said at that time is for a sannyasi, keep the wheels turning. Like in the Sankirtan van, like, because we were young, I was 23 years old. The others, um, uh, Balimardan, Rupanuga, and Satru, they were all older. They were all like an older generation. They they were probably at least five, some of them six, seven years older than me. So I was like the youngest one. I was 23. And uh, so Prabhupada didn't want us to get entangled because there was so much status in those days for a sannyasi that if you stay in one place, people would really, as they say, wait on you hand and foot. They would... You know, everyone was serving the sannyasis and bowing to the sannyasis, almost like a guru now in ISKCON. In fact, Prabhupada said that. Prabhupada said you have to, you know, offer obeisances every time you see a sannyasi during the day. And someone said, Prabhupada, like, what if I see him 10 times? And Prabhupada said, well, then that's, you know, that's the rule. So it was the 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 way that uh, devotees treated sannyasis was very much like gurus are treated nowadays. And so Prabhupada didn't want us to just stay in one place and just, you know, get fat and lazy and stupid with false prestige. He wanted us to actually travel. Like the mood was, I gave you sannyasa, go out and do some work for me, not just to sit around. And so he said, keep the wheels turning. And uh, so at that point in 1972, uh, there was no ISKCON Mayapur really. And there was no Mayapur festival. And there was no annual GBC meeting. There was a GBC, but they would just take care of their own zones. And if there was ever something really serious, Prabhupada, wherever he was, you know, would just call everyone. The GBC would fly to Prabhupada and they would meet. But there was no annual meeting at the GBC. And so because of this event of more than doubling the total number of sannyasis in the in the whole of ISKCON. Uh, the GBC came there and they had a meeting. They had a meeting at that time and they were sort of, you know, drawing up the map, reassigning zones. And uh, Bhagavan, who had been GBC of the Midwest U.S., actually everything from like Michigan and Wisconsin down to Texas, um, he took Southern Europe which was Spain, Portugal, Italy, France, and Switzerland also. So he took Southern Europe and uh, he wanted me to open Spain because I, you know, I had some language skills. So the GBC voted that I should go and, uh, and open Spain. 
So we, when we went to Prabhupada's room, because there was no movement in Spain then. So when we went to Prabhupada's room, and he was saying to all of us, okay, what are you going to do now with your big position? And uh, so I told him, the GBC are sending me to Spain. So then Prabhupada said to me, he said, first get books in Spanish, then go. And then he said, when I came to your country, he told me, when I came to your country, when, when I was getting off the boat, I didn't know even whether I should go to the right or the left. But my confidence was that I brought my books. And so he said, first get books in Spanish, and then uh, you can go to Spain. So I told Bhagavan that, and he said, well, just go anyway. And I was thinking, what? Did you not hear what I just told you? The Prabhupada said, so I, anyway, Bhagavan, you know, did a lot of service for Prabhupada, but I kind of thought that's not kosher. So uh, he didn't help me to get books and I, I never went to Spain. So, and then the next morning we went to walk on the beach. I remember Vishnu Jana was there and, uh, you know, Satchu, everyone was there walking with Prabhupada. So I remember Vishnu Jana Swami asked Prabhupada, he said, someone told me that the Danda is like an incarnation of Vishnu. So when a sannyasi is traveling, we can offer our food to the Danda. And Prabhupada like said, like, what? <laughs> just, I mean, it sounded as strange to Prabhupada as it probably sounds to you. And so Prabhupada said, no, that's not, that's not the case. And this is very interesting, actually. I mean, it, it, it's funny because in ISKCON, you can sort of, you know, ignore a million things Prabhupada said, but if you wear a dhoti, then that means you're a real Prabhupada follower. So, because someone asked Prabhupada um, if a sannyasi could or should travel with deities. And Prabhupada said, no. He said, Lord Chaitanya never traveled with deities. A rule which, anyway, most sannyasis, no comment. So, um, but that's what Prabhupada said. And... Um, So it was that it was that actually the, the day before I went to see Prabhupada when that he said to me, uh, of course, very some of the most important words I, I I've heard in this life. Prabhupada said to me, just as Lord Narsingadev protected Prahlad Maharaj, so he will also protect you. And so to use Prabhupada's language, that was a super excellent blessing and uh, something I have actually cashed in many, many times. I mean, I I think that um, if it wasn't for, you know, Krishna, Lord Nursing Day's protection, I mean, so many bad things would have happened to me. I think uh, probably there's thousands of occasions. I mean, literally thousands of occasions when it was only the protection of Krishna that saved me. And I can see that the difference between really sort of being successful in life, we can put it that way, and just having a very troubled life, the difference really is just, you know, Krishna. Whether one has earned or somehow receives the mercy of Krishna, because, I mean, I could have died a thousand times, all of us. I mean, every time we drive a car, I mean, how many times when you're driving a car do you just you realize you just did something, you didn't pay as much attention as you should, but fortunately no one was there. 
there wasn't another car there. I mean, that, that happened all the time. I mean, so many things, so many things, spiritually, materially, Krishna saved me so many times in so many ways. And so that's really the mercy of Lord Narahari, Lord Nursingadev. And then just to say a word about Lord Nursingadev, uh, to understand, of course, Nur, Nur in Sanskrit is just an abbreviation of Nara, which means man. So you can either say Nara or there's sort of a, quick version, which is just nur, N in the vowel R. Which devotees sometimes pronounce nri, which nri hari, which is, you know, sounds nice, kind of rhymes, nri hari. It's just not what the name is. Uh, because it's actually N with a vowel R, which is nur, as in the English word nerd, or curd, or, you know, burfi. That's the vowel R in Sanskrit. So it's actually Nurhari or Nara. Hari can mean lion. So it's either be Narsingha, of course, Singha means lion, Narsingha or Narahari, and so on. So it's um, to understand Lord Narasingha, you have to understand Prahlad because Lord Narasingha came to save Prahlad. So without understanding Prahlad, how can we understand Lord Narasingha? Prahlad, uh, one of those incredibly precocious five-year-olds, you know, there's also Dhruva. So this is like the last word in precocity. You know, Lord Narasingha, uh, Prahlad Maharaj and Dhruva Maharaj. So a five-year-old boy who was a pure devotee of Krishna, a pure devotee of Krishna. And yet with all the innocence of a five-year-old, so it's completely materially and spiritually completely pure, completely innocent. And Lord, of course, Lord Krishna arranged this pastime, placed gold Hiranyakashipu, gold cushion. You know, there's a James Bond film called Goldfinger, but this is gold cushion. <laughs> Make a movie called Gold Cushion, you know, it's, um, because <laughs> that, that's actually what the word means, gold pillow. <laughs> so <laughs> Hiranya means gold. So Hiranyakashipu was a um, sort of a state-sponsored asura in the sense that Krishna arranged for him to be there so that Krishna could perform his pastimes. And uh, of course, so demonic that he was, he tried to kill his own five-year-old son. And interestingly, not because his son was a threat to him. If you study dynastic history, the history of kings in Europe, it's not so uncommon that Kings will kill their own family members, brothers, fathers, uncles, cousins, sometimes even a son, if they feel that that person threatens their power. And also, if you look at the history of monarchy in the West, and you could look anywhere in the world, it's the same thing. It's not unusual for someone to kill their relative to get the throne, to kill a father, to kill 
I mean, Hamlet. Hamlet is about that, right? The famous play by Shakespeare, where the the king's wife and Hamlet's mother arranges to have him killed so she can take power with her lover. She's having an affair. So it's um yeah, it's it's a very well-known thing. So um so Hiranyakashi, but in this case, what's unusual here is that Prahlad Maharaj actually did not threaten Hiranyakashipu's power. There was no indication that Hiran, that uh, Prahlad wanted to take over the throne. And so here you have an extraordinary case where the father tries to kill his own little son just for basically joining the Hare Krishna movement. And so, um, so this is really demonic. This is like demonic on another level. And of course, Krishna came and saved him as Narasinga. And Narasinga is everyone's protector. I'll just quickly translate that song. Namaste Narasinghaya. Uh, I bow unto, unto Narasinga. Prahlada, Lada, Dain. These are a play on words because, because the word Lada means bliss or pleasure, like Krishna's Ladini Shakti. So Prahlada means something which gives great pleasure. And uh, so Prahlada, Ahlada, Daine. So it means that obeisances, I bowed, I bowed to Narasinga who gives pleasure to the person who gives pleasure to him. So that's really what it means. Namaste, Nandasinghaya, Prahlad, Ahlada, Daine. Daine means unto the giver. Hiranyakashipur Vaksha Shila Tankanakalaye. Wow, that's cool. It's kind of gothic. So that means Hiranyakashipur. Um, Pur Vaksha. Vaksha means chest. Hiranya Kashipur Vaksha Shila. Shila means stone, as in Shalagram Shila. Of course, devotees say Shalagram Shila, which is actually not the word. That's one of those many cases where it's not actually the right word. Grama means a village, like Pritiviteache. Uh, you have the Nagaradi Gram. Gram means village. And so Shala is a hardwood tree, like a great hardwood tree in the northern forests of India, up in, you know, in the foothills. And so Shala Grama, it's like saying in English, Oak Village or something like that, Oak Village. So Shala Gram Shila is an Oak Village stone because there was a village called Shala Grama. I don't think they have oak trees in England. But anyway, uh, that's what Shalagram, it, it means Shala village stone. So Shila, Shila means stone, not Shila. So Hiranyakashipur Vaksha Shila. So the stone chest, or literally chest of stone, like there's the man of steel. So this is the chest of stone of Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipur Vakshashila Tanka, and Tanka means a chisel. 
which used to cut a stone. Nakali means fingernails. Naka also means like nails, like Tavakara Kamala Vare Nakam. In that song, Tavakara Kamala Vare Nakam. So Nakam means nails, and then Yanikashpur Vakshasila Tanka Nakali. Nakali means like really bad nail, I mean, really dangerous nails. And Nakalaye just means unto. So it's just as Namaste Narasinghaya, uh, I bow unto Narasinga. And so I bow unto the Lord whose uh, nails are like a chisel against the stone chest of Hiranyakashipu. So that's what that means. And then Ito uh, Nersinga, here is Nersinga. Parato Nersinga, literally over there is Nersinga. Yato Yato Yami, wherever in Sanskrit. Often when you repeat a word, it's like ever, like yada means when, and yada yada means whenever. So yato means where, and yato yato means wherever. Yato yato yami, wherever I go, tato, there. Narasinga is Narasinga, it's beautiful. Here is Narasinga, over there is Narasinga. Wherever I go, there is Narasinga. Uh, Bahir Narasinga. Uh, outside is Nursinga. Hridaye in my heart is Nursinga. Nursinga Madin Sharanam Prapadye. So Prapadye, I surrender to Nursingham, who is the Adi Nursinga Madin, the Adi Sharana, the original shelter. I surrender to Nursinga, who is the original or the first shelter. In other words, they talk about first responders, like if your house is on fire, don't call up one of your friends to get emotional support. Call the fire department or dial 911 in America. So whatever you dial in England. So that's what they call them, first responders. You know, don't start calling other people to talk about it. So the first responder when we're in trouble is Lord Nasinga. That's the idea. Nasinga Madin Sharanam Prapadye. So that's the song. And then Tavakara Kamala Varena Kam. Uh, Tava means your, just like Portuguese uh, Tua or Italian Tua, Tua, Tava, same word. So Tavakara, your hands, Tavakara Kamala, your hands are, are of lotus, like your, lo, your hand lotus. We say lotus hand and they say hand lotus. So Tavakara Kamala Vare. In your excellent hand lotus, nakam, there is a nail or nail. Tavakara kamalangvare nakam adabhuta singam, which is an amazing uh, singa, means like a claw. It's, it's like that curve shape, a singa, like a horn. So it's like your nail, which has this amazing curve shape, like a lion. Tavakara Kavala Varena Kamadhuta Singam Dalita Hiranyakashipu Tanu Bringam. And by those hands, the Bringam, uh, the wasp body, because Hiranyakashipu had conquered the whole universe, but for Lord Nusinga, his, his body, his Tanu, was just like, a, like an insect, just like a human being. 
has the power to just tear tear apart an insect. So Tanu Bringam Dalita. So the Lord just here I'll I'll show you in the uh, Sanskrit dictionary what Dalita means literally. Dalita means burst, split, broken, torn asunder. So yeah, just torn apart. He just tore apart the body of uh, Hiranyakashipu, which was like a bringa. A bringa is a species of large black bee or a wasp, or it can be a bumblebee. We have a prominent sannyasi in uh, Iskand who's called Bhakti Bringa, isn't it? BB Govinda, Bhakti Bringa Govinda. So that's not, it doesn't mean Bhakti Wasp. That means uh, it's like a bumblebee, the bumblebees who are around Radharani. And so Bringa, Bringa can be a bumblebee, but also can be a wasp. So here, of course, it means a wasp. So Dalita Hiranyakashipur, Hiranyakashipur, Tanu Bringam, Keshava. So the grammar of this Keshava, it's the evocative, O Keshava. It's not Keshava Dritta, like Keshava assumed. It's O Keshava Dritta Narahari Rupa. You assumed the man-lion form. So it's actually first Keshava, comma, Dritta Narahari Rupa. Keshava Dritta means you assumed. Dritta Narahari Rupa, Jaya Jagadisha, Hare. Again, the vocative is directly addressing the Lord. Uh, jai to Jagadisha, the Lord of the universe. Hari. So we celebrate Lord Nasinga's day. Um, so any questions? Do we have any questions on all these points in the comments? Although our custom is for me to see them only after the program's over. Let's see. Uh, no, no questions. Good. Less work. Lazy intelligence. So uh, now we'll proceed to the initiations. And uh, so we'll begin with Solange. Ladies first. Solange, now they should go. Tanlonge. So I'm going to do this in Portuguese. Va bene que facciamo in portuguese. So you have to unmute her. Então, uh, agora você tem que fazer seu voto. Então, qual é seu voto? Um, <laughs> prometo uh, de, não, de não comer carne, nem peixes, nem ovos de não praticar jogo de azar, nem sexo ilícito, ilícito e nem usar intoxicantes para o resto da minha vida, e de cantar no, no meu japamala 16 voltas de, do mar mantra Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Todo dia, né? Não sou no seu aniversário. Não, todos os dias, todos os dias. 
See, so she got it right, everybody. You'll all be glad to hear that she got it right. So, <laughs> now, uh, so I, I will actually voice Graverso no me no chat. I'm going to write your name in the. Do I just where do I write it? There's not a. Uh, oh, please, private chat, but I'll write it there. You can see it, can't you, Lila, Ananda Lila? So I'll write it there because I can't write it so everybody can see it. Is that correct? Share. Uh, well, actually, uh, okay, I'll just write it here. And I'll explain it. So, Sanome said, Saundaria Devi Dasi. Saundaria significa fonte de beleza. Que é Krishna. So, você é servo de Krishna, que a fonte de toda beleza. Saundaria comes from the word Sundara. Sundara means beautiful and sundaria means beauty or the source of beauty and of course the source of all beauty and the embodiment of all beauty is krishna radha and krishna so that's your name sundaria devi dasi oh good yeah uh, grazie obrigada so our next victim is uh <laughs> is Tyler, who is a native English speaker. So, uh, what is your vow? Um, I vow to follow the four regulative principles, namely no meat-eating, which includes fish and eggs, um, no intoxication, no illicit sex, and no gambling. I also vow to chant a minimum of 16 rounds of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra every day. Thank you. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Very good. You got it right. Okay. Uh, your name will be Tarika Das, which I'm going to explain. I'm going to write it here. And then uh, Nanda Leela, unless she finally quits, is going to... Uh, Post it for you, and then I'll Thank explain. You. Let's see; it should pop up on the bottom there. Oops, it's not there yet. Oh, there it is. Uh, that's the same Tara as in Prabhupada's Pranam Mantra, Paschatya Desha Tarine. And so Taraka literally means like a, a savior, one who brings someone across from the material life, from material life to spiritual life, from the material world to the spiritual world. And uh, it's, it's an interesting word. It comes from the verb, uh, anyway, ter, and it, which means to cross. So for example, a, uh, a tari can mean a raft, literally like a boat or raft used to cross a river. And, uh, Tarine means unto the, we translated unto the savior of the Western world, literally means one unto the one who brings people across uh, from 
material life to spiritual life. And uh, actually from the same root, there's another word which means a crossing, a crossing. There is a, a place you go to, and just by going to that place, you can cross into the spiritual world. And that's the word tirtha. So the word tirtha is a uh, literally a crossing from the same root as tara or taraka. And so, of course, in English also they use the word for it. Like, for example, there's a, a famous town in England where they used to bring oxen across the river and therefore is called Oxford. And so, and so, and so in English, a ford, you know, you ford a stream, it means to go across. So Oxford is a place to cross where the ox can go across a river. So not a glorious name, but of course it's taken on a certain luster because of the history. So Anyway, so Taraka, the Ka, at the end, Taraka is sort of an abbreviation of Kara, someone that does something. And so it's someone that enables others to cross from material life into spiritual life or from the material world into the spiritual world. Taraka Dasa. So uh, before we end, any questions? Perguntas? Não tem reembolso, mas se você tiver uma pergunta. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all very much. Thank you, and, and we should really uh, all be grateful to the new initiates because they have dedicated themselves seriously to the practice of bhakti yoga. They've shown strong faith in Krishna and determination. And they've even shown that amazing ability to actually exist within a religious institution, which is not the least of their achievements. So, um, so yeah, so initiation really is something to, um, we should congratulate them and be happy for them because it's, it's a real achievement. And also we have to, uh, we should also thank Rajapriya, the good wife, because a good wife is all, always a very important part of a man's spiritual life. So, so, <laughs> so thank you all very much. And uh, I think that will uh, end our program for now. Hare Krishna.